0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Word About Wealth, a podcast where we talk all things money. My name is Kevin. And this is Van. What we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to finance and topics related to money. And today, we are going to be continuing another mailbag session. Van. Mailbag? That's right. Mail call. <laughs> <laughs> Mail call. <laughs> uh, anyways, but,
1: uh, but there's a disclaimer we have to make, of course. Of course. It is important to note here that We are not financial advisors, nor do we pretend to be. What we share on this podcast should be taken as general education and should not be... (laughs) What am I talking about? (laughs) Well, actually, yeah, should only be taken as general education and financial entertainment. That's right. That's right. And again, just please don't use this as official financial guidance. Yes. Uh, And definitely, if you have questions, comments...
0: And definitely reach out to us at wordaboutwealth at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We got some really good questions this week, Van. We did, yeah. And actually, I shouldn't say this week. It's been over the last – since our last first mailbag. Exactly. Uh, But uh, we did get one this week that was pretty good. So, uh, But we're going to try to keep these. I know the first one we did, we went pretty long. (laughs) Um, We're going to try to keep this based on feedback to around 30 to 40 minutes. only had time today hopefully for about five to six questions or so. Uh, but, uh, we got some pretty good feedback from the first mailbag because a lot of people really liked, um, well, we just, frankly, we just like hearing from you guys. Yeah. And it
1: was about topics that we didn't know about, right? Uh, I love getting these emails. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it really shows that, you know, people are listening and it's not, we're, we're not listening to, uh, we're not talking to the ether, right? <laughs> no,
0: it's definitely real. Yeah. Um, and again, keep, uh, I just keep wanting to rem- uh, thank everybody who's reviewed the podcast. Mm-hmm. I think that's, really humbling in my opinion yes, you make us feel so special yeah so uh, but uh, not yet not that special yet so we <laughs> definitely need more of those reviews coming exactly through. yeah um we're still sitting i don't know i think we're still in
1: the single digits but. i think so but i mean it's again if um you guys can just spend a couple minutes i mean it, it doesn't have to be a, a novel or anything yeah just um let us know you know what you think and yes. uh, send us you know just submit a review and i know a few people has actually uh messaged me or let us know that it's kind of tough to set, or set reviews sometimes because oh, like, for, like for iTunes, it's pretty simple. Oh, but I see. For I other see. ones, it's like it's a little bit more difficult, right? Oh, but I mean, I, uh, I mean, if you do have issues like that, let us know and then we can help yeah. guide you through that as well. So oh, that, that's really cool.
0: cool. You know, I also wanted to thank uh, – there was a listener of ours. I- Yep, I think it's one of your your friends um, that had left a really nice uh, Facebook share oh, as yes. well. That was pretty cool. That was very cool. Um, I, obviously, I know she. You know, she knows of us and is more willing to do that. But if you know, again, same idea that if you guys have, you know, there's other alternative ways to share the podcast and spread the wealth or spread the word
1: about wealth. Of course. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well done. Well mm, done. Thank you. Thank you.
0: So, are we ready to dive in, Van, to all the questions?
1: We are. All right, or at least I am. Or,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's 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 jump into the other. So the first question, uh, first international. Oh no, no, this is not the first. We no, had no. Uh, we had John from Australia yes, last year, yes. er, last uh, few weeks ago. But this one is from Europe. Okay, we have Wesley from Portugal, uh, Portug- who, Portug- <laughs> Portug- is spelled is pronounced Portugal. Portugal, my fault. Um, <laughs> who wrote in the following? He said. Hello, financial entertainers. Ooh, that's us. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, I'm in school and I have a much lower income. We'll be in the 15% bracket, where whereas normally he's in the 25%. Uh, he says, I have some money in a 401k and was wondering if I should convert some of that to a Roth IRA, since I probably won't be at the 15% tax bracket again. Uh, at least, especially when she, when he starts going back to work, I I imagine. And he says, I imagine the future, the government will have to raise taxes to pay our debt. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's probably a good point. So he's saying, what are your thoughts, uh, Kevin Van thanks Wesley. What are your thoughts on that Van? I okay. mean, that's a interesting predicament. Yeah. I'm sure
1: some people, sounds like he's probably was going back to school in some ways. Yeah. So, uh, sounds like, um, because he's going back to school, his income is not nearly as high as when he was working. Right? Yeah. And, um, I would say that for him, I mean, first of all, uh, Wesley, I'm, I'm not a tax professional by any means. So yeah. this is something that this is just really my opinion. So, sure. um, so definitely, you know, you could take it for what it's worth, yeah. right? So there's actually, I can see several options ahead of you. So the first option is, uh, if you are in the, if you don't think that you're going to be in the tech, 15% tax bracket ever again, um, then I would, for sure, I would go ahead and start converting that right now, um, because um, I, you know, you probably, you sound like a person who has a propensity to make a lot of income. It mm-hmm. sounds like. So, you know, it's, you're probably right that this is probably the last time you, you'll get, um, taxed at this rate, a low rate ever again. So. That's, that's one option. Yeah. Um, another option is that, I mean, I'm not I'm actually not sure how much longer you have in school or if your income will continue to be low next year. But if there's any chance of you being in the 10% tax bracket, I mean, that's even better, right? Yeah. Um, and you could start, you know, uh, maybe converting a little bit um, at a time to uh, remain in the um, 10% tax bracket or even like maybe – well, I, I put – uh, 0%, but uh, really the uh, 10% is really I almost you know, off my chair when you yeah. wrote that. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> but really like, you know, if you can be in 10% bracket, then you know, you could do it in a way where you can convert, it um, to stay within that, the lowest tax bracket. Yeah. Um, especially because I don't, I'm not sure what other deductions you, you have other than, you know, if you have this, it's a standard deduction or if you have other, um, things you can deduct from your income to even be in a 0% t- tax bracket. Right. So, I mean, at this point, I'm not sure if you have a house or anything like that. Yeah. yeah right. Point. But, uh. <laughs> anyways uh the option number three is actually something that um you know it's a little bit you know further up because this is a little bit um we're not sure how this will work in the future but you can also wait until you have you're in your retirement years or early retirement years to start converting you know some of that you know, 401k money into um you know into a roth ira as well um because if uh, if you have a big enough uh investment account like a taxable investment account like let's say in your brokerage account that's not linked to your retirement yeah and if it's big enough for you to live off of that then you can start you know uh, converting some of your 401k money into Roth IRA um, and possibly keep it in a zero or 10% bracket there so I mean but the only problem the only caveat to this is you know today um, I kind of agree with you Wesley in that I don't. I think that this is probably going to be one of the lowest uh, taxes we'll see um, in our foreseeable, you know, in the near term. And I do see that in the future. I mean, we probably would get into the higher brackets. I mean, um, if you look at other countries, I mean, I know in Europe, those taxes are really high. So I wouldn't be surprised if we start paying something closer to what they pay today. So again, I mean, those are the three options that I have for you. Um, I don't know if any of those look better for you but uh, for sure it sounds like option number one is the easiest
0: yeah <laughs> so definitely uh, complexity seems to increase with each option yeah uh,
1: but, but, that's what, but that's what I do Kevin yeah <laughs> complicate well, it's things
0: man like likes to you know not complicate you <laughs> like to be very thorough and that's yeah. really important and also Wesley uh, actually shared his blog with us yes, right did. Uh, did you want to talk a little bit about that that's pretty neat I checked it out the other day yeah
1: he actually yeah, I've been I pretty much been keeping up to date with his blog it's called yeah. uh, 10bucksaweek.com yeah. so just uh, a little Plug for Wesley there. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, th- I thought what he posts up there is really great. Yeah. Uh, particularly, he has an article about travel hacking and credit oh, cards. Does and that, oh, does he? Oh, it's that very I, timely. Yeah. Oh, was, we had that actually, last week. That's actually really good. So um, you guys go ahead and check that out. Yeah,
0: cool. So thanks, Wesley, for uh, writing in from Portugal. Um, but I think he's US based based well if it's because he was talking about hamilton and yeah. all this uh, on his uh, on his email uh, on his website so yeah. i would assume he's
1: maybe just studying abroad or something probably it sounds go like go it better but man what a place to study abroad though. yeah so that's very great. cool
0: well cool uh, let's move on to our next question uh, hey this, that wasn't
1: 30 minutes yay yay
0: good job van <laughs> high five high five yes.
1: yeah <laughs> we did it
0: uh yeah, that was good. Uh, it was very shorter, much shorter than last time's first question. Um, oh, we're learning, guys. <laughs> we're learning. I know. It's all Brent's fault. <laughs> uh, you give us better, you know, you, Brent, you better be reviewing us. No, we love you, Brent. We love all our fans. I'm just kidding. Stop burning bridges, uh, Kevin. I know. I'm just saying. I was like, geez, we know it was went long last time. Okay. Uh, second question. This is from Benji from Garden Grove. Again, another one from, a uh, Backyard, it seems like. Uh, they write, uh, hi, Kevin and Van. There's something that you guys quickly breeze through in the Inside Van's Financial World episode. Um, she said, Van mentioned having 60 days of food and a samurai sword. <laughs> oh. I really like this question. Um She wrote, I've been hearing echoes from various podcasts and observations in the movie The Big Short, Brad Pitt's character is a trader-turned survivalist, I remember that, and I ran across an article about celebrities with fully stocked shelters. I'm intrigued to know what kind of preparations you have and or suggest. There are really extreme survivalists, but on the spectrum, I'm more on the I want to be prepared just in case. But have only started looking into it. Anyway, keep up the great conversations. It's very entertaining and useful. Regards, Benji. Thank you so Thank much, Benji. That thanks, means a
1: Benji. lot. Did you add that last part about being entertaining and? Hey, no, both. I didn't. Man,
0: <laughs> she wrote that. It was real.
1: Very um, cool. But yeah, thanks, Benji. But I, but I should be adding those to those people who don't add it. Though. Oh, that's true. Like,
0: oh, Ben and Kevin seem like really cool people. Oh yes. Just kidding, but uh, <laughs> but the, but third question—it sounds like I, I remember this. Um, I made a joke. We we're talking about how you had a big samurai sword and <laughs> and um, how you could utilize that if uh, the day of reckoning comes. But you know, uh, the I, zombie apocalypse, yeah. Church, right? But uh, it sounds like uh, Benji's asking about you know the survival. I know you were pretty big into this because I, I learned a lot of this from you. Now I have tubs and food at home and and stuff like that. Uh,
1: What are some of the things that, you know, maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on that? Certainly. So uh, my wife and I were really naturally paranoid people. And we always (laughs) feel like we have to be prepared for everything um uh, this is despite you know we're not we're, none of us are you know scouts or anything like that right yeah. or boy scouts or girl scouts or whatever but in any case um with that with that frame of mind we do have an emergency kit that includes uh, food water we also have some ham radios walkie-talkies flashlight uh, we also have a portable burner water filters and you have know, to name a few items and we were even <laughs> to name thinking. a few items. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and we're even thinking of getting you know even solar panels. I mean, not to you know to save Mother Earth and all that, but really to have electricity in in case some a disaster happens, right? Because we um, won't have electricity if it yes. does. But no. I, actually, funny it was uh, my, well, I mean, maybe not funny, but uh, my boss's boss. Uh, he 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 lives in Florida, right? And he hmm. was in uh, going through all the oh, yeah. Irma. That's and all right. That. That's right. And he actually had solar panels and. Um, none of, it seems like none of the solar panels worked at all for him. Oh, why? Yeah, but, uh, we don't, yeah, I don't, oh, he didn't know at the time, but I know he had uh, a generator that, you know, they used oh, instead. Oh, wow. Maybe, that uh, sucks. Yeah, so it's just for whatever reason, because they had, they didn't have power for, like, I think, like 30, um, like at least a day or two. It's ridiculous. Right? So, um, he was hoping the solar panels would have kicked in, but I don't, but anyways, uh, maybe I have to rethink that strategy, yeah. is what I'm saying. Sure. But any, in any case, you know, with the, when we talk about the, uh, the samurai sword, <laughs> I mean, it's really just more of a novelty item, and it's just—I mean, it's—but uh, it's a real one. It's like a, you could cut of you could cut someone with that. I mean, if it's you not made in like from like you know the uh, a village in Japan or anything oh, like okay. that. <laughs> 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 and I mean, it's, it's pretty just, funny. Though. It's like probably made in China, knockoff and so forth. But I mean, it's just something is more fun for me because I'm a big big geek yeah, and all yeah. that, right? And I mean, it's nothing that I would ever recommend anyone getting. But I mean, I think like a, a, pair, a set of golf clubs or a baseball bat would do a better job. Got it. Got it. it right? Okay. okay. Uh, but again, I mean, we're not, you mentioned about these celebrities and so <laughs> forth, and you know, building these bunkers and so forth, and uh, definitely not that hardcore because one, I don't have the funds to do things like that. And two, it's just, I mean, I figured that for any, you know, natural disaster, like, you know, for us, our biggest uh, risks are earthquakes, yes. right? Yes. Um, we figure like having a 30 or 60 <sighs> day yeah. food per person should get us through any, you know, natural disasters going, uh, going forward. So again, Um, you really want to look for, if you're going to buy these type of food, um, you have to, you really want to look for something that has a long shelf life. So, uh, I know Amazon and Costco has emergency food supply and you can even type in, uh, go to each of those sites and type in emergency food supply in their search engine. And then it will, you know, give you a a bunch of resources for that. Um, I would re- recommend looking for something that has at least a ten to twenty-year shelf life, so that mm-hmm. way you don't have to worry about it. But yeah. then again, it, it, you could probably easily forget that he bought this twenty yeah, years ago, right? right? So you might want to create an alert somewhere in your <laughs> calendar or something that says, "Hey, uh, you know, check yeah. this out, right?" Uh, or you know, you know, replenish your stock. <laughs> and a lot of those times, th- those packets come fully
0: equipped with not only food and water, mm-hmm. but also comes with like. Um, tools or
1: uh, first aid kits and a lot of those yeah. types of things right yeah, I mean, they don't all come with that but mm. you just have to look at the you know the content details right cool and i mean i i know like i, I we looked into army rations and so forth and um i mean it's oh, man. something that we wanted to buy but i mean one they're they're really expensive and they're yeah. not they're pretty bulky and two is um it's just uh you know you have to know somebody in the armed forces to buy it for you and unfortunately uh, my uh, my brother lives in Texas, so it'll it be kind of a uh, way to go and ask him to buy it and then yeah. send it over, right? Because I mean, they're they're heavy too. I mean, yeah, it's not like, I bet. I don't, have you seen them before? I haven't really. They're like, they're they're you know they're kind of like these meal pouches that you know that they're, they're pretty bulky and they're not really easily like storable. I would say. Versus when you buy these emergency kits in at Amazon or Costco, they come in buckets already, so they're easy to stack oh, yeah. and so forth. yeah, those are pretty pretty heavy too. Yeah, you know, they're right, they yeah, to your point though, no, it totally makes sense. Yeah, and, and I thing with the army rations, I mean, they're designed to like feed like you know somebody in you know in the field, you know, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> who's doing it's all these active stuff. Burning a lot of calories. Yeah. yeah whereas, I mean. When you're going through a natural disaster, you want to like, you know, don't you don't want to burn as much calories, yeah. right? Yeah. So you may not that may be a little overkill, but hey, I mean, if if you like yeah. those army rations, you have resources by by all means, but it just didn't seem to work out for us. Yeah. yeah. Got it. And then uh you know, I guess oh, water, right? Yeah, water, water. That, water. that was yes. the last one. Uh so with water, we we purchased these things called um these water pouches on Amazon called day I think it's Datrex or Daytrex water pouches. <laughs> and these have a shelf life of five years. And um, the main reason why we wanted these is because we know that, you know, when you buy, you know, those water pallets from Costco or your grocery store, I mean, they have like a shelf life of maybe one to two years or so. Yeah. And the things that I keep feeling bad for like dumping these water yeah. out and all because it just seems so wasteful. Yeah. right? So instead, we just decided to buy these uh, water pouches with a five year shelf life. And I mean, I have to keep in mind, they are kind of expensive, though, so they're not that cheap. So it's probably a lot more um, economical to buy these water pallets from Costco every couple of years. Um, However, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, maybe for most people they should do that instead, actually. Got it. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, that's, uh, well, hopefully, Benji, that answers your question. So, uh, quite a few things that you could do. Um, But definitely, if you are looking for a more easier option, it sounds like, you know, Van was mentioning Amazon and some of these other places already pre-packed some of these for you. But I think, Van, you actually created your own pack in
1: addition to those, right? Well, I mean, when I say uh, it's more my wife <laughs> oh your wife okay. well she I mean I help uh, I mean she's probably gonna listen to this and go like yeah I didn't do anything but I, I helped too you know <laughs> yeah but I mean, I mean, you're spreading the word about it yeah I mean no. the thing is uh, I mean we have to you should find one that tastes good as well I think because oh interesting you, 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 can, read, you can find a bunch of reviews and you know see which ones oh, taste good funny. and which ones are terrible I mean in a, in an emergency like yeah, yeah, who you're cares not right? Complain, but, right but if you if you can get the bonus of something that yeah. tastes good I mean some army rations are delicious oh really I, yeah I, I had a few and Especially when you're hungry, it's just like, oh, man, like, it's just mm, pretty good. (laughs) Well,
0: cool. Um, So, Van, why don't we take a quick break at this point? We're going to plug our website in a bit. Oh, yeah. And then we'll come back. Sure. Yeah. Okay, great. So let's hopefully that answers your question, Benji, and you can have uh, you can start creating your own packs. Or let us know where your bunker is, Ben. Yes, because we'd like to go. Yes. <laughs> uh, next question was something we got from multiple uh, multiple listeners. It was about budgeting. Uh, so this is this question comes from Cash from San Francisco, California. Cash, so with a with a C or with a K? With a K. Oh wow. With a K, yeah. So a little bit unique. Mm. Uh, so we're moving up all, is along the coast. Last name money. Maybe <laughs> he probably goes by Cash Money. Oh, really, is probably oh. that's a pretty cool name. That is cool. Yeah. Uh, very simple question. He just said, "What types of budgeting software do you recommend?" And uh, I I did kind of paraphrase that because again, multiple people asked this. Um, Van, do you want to kind of share some of your thoughts on this? Well,
1: I mean, maybe I'm probably not the best person for this because I like to use the free tools. Um, sure. Because I know I'm. Um, uh, you know me being frugal and all, I mean I I uh, tend to stick with the Mint, mint.com and the uh, personalcapital.com to really you know get a good overview of where my expenses lie but I mean I think there are other better tools out there for budgeting and debt. I mean I think you use uh, YNAB right yeah, yeah
0: we talked I think we talked about YNAB um a little bit during our previous casts about I think it was probably exploring my financial situation things right. like that but um so I can share a little bit about YNAB with with folks cuz this is what what I use. And again, this is not to say YNAB is better or not as good as personal capital um, or Mint. It's just different. it's a matter of whether or not, you know, as I wrote here, several types of budgeting software out there and really like a good pair of blue jeans, using it again, Van. (laughs) um, You just have to find one that's most comfortable for you. Um, I like YNAB. YNAB stands for you need a budget. So super, Straightforward super simple. Do people call it that in the you know? I don't the, know on the streets. Oh well, you know I call it that. Okay, and uh, I'm the only person that I know that uses this. So, <laughs> and frankly, that's just a, a reflection of that not a lot of people use budgeting. Frankly, because right. it's it does take time, and it's like why why do it? Um, but for me, YNAB is a pretty awesome tool. It's super user friendly. It's intuitive. Um, I think it's simple, and it's something I started using back in 2012, actually. And mm-hmm. at that twi- at that time, I was using YNAB's original off the shelf version, which was called YNAB four i okay. don't know that's all it's called uh, but i recently in preparation for this question i actually went back and looked at it and apparently that's no longer available yeah they've moved on like a lot of these big corporations uh, to the subscription model oh, I hate so that. <laughs> i know it's so annoying so it's four bucks uh sorry it's four dollars and 17 cents a month i don't know why they mm-hmm. you know obviously they're trying to help people budget so i'm guessing that's why they they did that uh, but it is a better version than the one I have. Um, it's cloud based, number one, which is really neat. Oh, is it is it cloud based? Yeah, the
1: one you have is
0: not cloud based, right? It is, but it's a workaround cloud based. You have to use it through Dropbox. Oh, so it's okay. kind of like uh, I don't know. Was this it, one seems much more user. It's more integrated, huh? Yeah. So you okay. have the cloud. You have um, you know, fancier upgrades whenever mm-hmm. they have you know whatever they they push out new versions and stuff. Um, and it allows you to do like some, it it definitely looks better than my budget in terms of like all the frills and things like that. But frankly, I didn't think there was a need to pay 50, like $50 a year. You know, ultimately that's what it is. Um, it just didn't feel like it was worth the money. Like I, I got what I needed out of it. Uh, but I highly recommend it. But the big basis with YNAB, their whole idea is that every dollar has a job. And that's, so basically your paycheck comes in, you assign those dollars to a category and that's what this app does or the software does. So that's kind of what I use. Um, so hopefully that's something that, you know, works for someone else. I definitely highly recommend you check it out, but you have to be very, Um, disciplined in doing
1: it. So how long did it take for you to set it up all up the first time?
0: um, uh, No more than maybe like, you know, 10, 15 minutes. It it, was pretty straightforward because their interface is pretty easy to use. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really plug and play. Um, Obviously, you have to do your own research as like, well, how much do you think I'm going to spend in each of these categories? That might take some time. But... Um, but you sh- you you should know your your budget. Uh, sorry, your paycheck every month, mm-hmm. so you can utilize that. And unless you're making a whole bunch of side income, you know it's pretty standard every month. So and you typically know what you're paying out of pocket for your expenses. So okay, um, and that's how they set it up. So definitely hi- highly recommend it if. Again,
1: if you are willing to take the time to do it, though, right? Uh, I mean, because that's yeah. the thing, though, right? I mean, you yeah. should use a tool that's comfortable for you, exactly. right? So, like, if you, for instance, don't, I mean, if you don't want to buy a tool, for instance, then I mean, just use some yeah. of the free ones, or yeah. even use Excel. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would say with with Excel, I mean, it's you know, you, you can you can structure it any way you want with right. uh, with your budget and so forth. So it's just. Um, but, I mean, I know with, uh, like, personal capital and mints, I mean, the, the interface is pretty good, I would say. That, yeah. you know, makes it relatively easy. I mean, especially when it it looks at all of your credit card transaction and, you know, every, like, you know, you know swipe that you make. Yeah. So, it's all listed there. So, yeah. you can see exactly what you're spending on and put, it. you know, how much you spent um, – you know, how much you spent on each category and so forth, right? So, I think it does a good job with that. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I, I heard – I know for those ones, they actually – it all integrates, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you add in your account yep. and then it can, see, that's the problem with my mind doesn't do that, mm-hmm. YNAB okay. 4. But I believe YNAB, the new one they have, it does integrate. I see. And that's the one thing definitely that I'm doing more manual. Like, I li- literally have my computers open and my mm-hmm. laptop open. I see. And I have – amex you know statements on one and then my ynab on another but i mean i think in
1: a way i think that's even more healthy right because you can you know you don't have to you have to be aware of every single line item in exactly. your bill. versus for me it's just like oh i mean i didn't spend that much on this category <laughs> whatever right and it's kind of i mean with mints um the cool thing is you can set alerts so let's say that you know you have a grocery budget of you know like 400 dollars a month and if it goes over that then you can get a um you'll get an alert like a email or text message that says hey you spent more over this right so that's pretty cool about it um but uh personal but the only thing i don't like about mint is that you know i kind of wish there was like i wish personal capital mint like married and had (laughs) a kid (laughs) because i like mint's budgeting tool yeah but i don't like um mint's uh you know uh, portfolio like man like you know um like looking at your investment and stuff like that, oh, because I see. personal capital does a much better job of looking at your investment, um, net worth, and so forth. But it doesn't do as great of a job on the budget side. So I wish there was Got a tool it. that does both well. Yeah. Interesting. And, and if you listeners, I mean, if you know a tool that does yeah. that, uh, let us know because um, you know we're all for you know hearing other new technologies. Yeah. That does a better job than what we've stated. Yeah, and I think the one thing that we notice about this
0: question is the fact that people are asking about it mm-hmm. means it's something that people probably want to do just Mm -hmm. don't know where to start or how or whether or not they need to do it. So uh, definitely
1: we would be happy to plug any other brands that you guys feel comfortable with as well. And uh, with with you, Cash, I mean, remember that, I mean, budgeting is, I mean, something, I don't know if you're married or anything like that, but yeah. if you, um, it's something that you should do with your spouse or your partner, Very because good if you're only doing it by yourself and you say like, you're imposing <laughs> your, your, um, you know, your spouse, uh, a budget of like, Hey, you can't go, you know, shopping, you know, or, you know, you have like a you know, $50 limit for shopping yeah. or something like that. And then, you know, they're like, Hey, you like, you know, you can't tell me what I can't yeah. do <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So true. But is just, that, is that what they sound like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah guy wow. or girl right but your, your wife is
0: gonna put to smack down on you next time but i
1: mean the point is that you should both agree on where the budget lie right? Yeah. because i mean you may have a, an, an idea of what you'd like it to be but then your spouse may have another idea sure. so you have to i mean that's all you know that's what marriage is right it's a compromise yeah. you have to find find a point that you're both in agreement with
0: yep very cool cool uh again thanks for that question cash and and all the other folks that had asked about budgeting Let's move on to something that's – this question I really like because it's very current news, if you will. Davey from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, of all places. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, welcome, Davey. Uh, He writes, hi, guys. I'm really concerned about the Equifax security data breach. Ooh, that's been in the news and it seems like everyone was potentially impacted. And he wrote those in quotes. Sure. Um, Can you guys share some thoughts on what happened and recommended best course of actions?
1: Thanks, Davey. I, um, yeah, I don't really know what happened. I just know that there was a security breach in about like half of America's social yeah. security number is potentially impacted, right?
0: What I, so, so, you know, it's completely right. Mm-hmm. So, what I did prior to the, to answering this question, I, they actually had a little, um, video from the CEO and really? I kind of, okay. well, you know, take it, took it for what it's worth, mm-hmm. but apparently it was just, uh, you know, somebody got into their systems, hackers, you know, mm-hmm. baddies, <laughs> if you will, got in and back in May. of 2017 and uh they found out about it in june or something and then they didn't really they started making you know obviously trying to uh to secure it and all that type of stuff and they only notified folks about a few weeks ago right um or i don't know how long it will be by the time this posts but um you know back in i think i think it was august or september Mm. when this happened so um yeah, but it was literally like that. And you know, I was actually interview an IT guy from my company uh, yesterday or two days ago, and he was saying how uh Literally, the reason why they got hacked is because one of their security guys used a default password. Are you serious? Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? And now I don't know if this is true or not, but he, that's what he said. Like someone, you know how like admin, admin, like someone just left it that way. (laughs) Password one, two, three. Yeah. Or, or tried exactly. And a hacker just tried all this and got in. Wow. All of a sudden, look—it's like it's affected 100 and what 149 million Americans. Right.
1: That, that's crazy because that's ridiculous. With, um, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure like most password hacks are done through brute force nowadays. And yeah. Like, I mean, you, when they go through this brute force method, I mean, they go through those like uh, easy ones real yeah. quickly, right? And if you have like a really easy password, to, like pass, like if you have a password that says "password," <laughs> then you know they'll go hack it with they'll hack it within seconds, yeah. for instance, right? So wow, that's pretty so bad. that's that's what I can
0: say about at least from what I've heard, mm-hmm. um, about what happened. But Van, what are, you know, obviously very concerning, um, uh, to everybody. What are some of the things that they could do? Or at least, you know, I, I know Equifax has some stuff out mm-hmm. to
1: combat this. Sure. But, uh, maybe you can walk us through some of that. Sure. So the first thing I would say is, uh, definitely, uh, do a credit, um, credit alerts, uh, fraud alerts for your, um, you know, credits. So, uh, so this way, basically, what it says is, you know, whenever somebody signs up for anything for you, um, you, you know, because your your credit is under alerts, then you will be notified, or there will be like more steps that that person will have to do in order to get that line, you know, that line of credit or that loan or so forth, right? So I would say that's number one, and that's pretty easy to do. Um, it's usually I don't recall what link you go to, but I mean, you can probably you know yeah, Google, Google um, you know, credit uh, fraud alert, and you know, within the first link or two, um, you should be fine. Yeah. Um, second thing is to do a credit report because I mean, it looks like this happened back in May, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there could be several months of, you know, uh, things that, you know, within that several month period, there could be something that was open on your behalf that you had no idea about. And one thing to keep in mind, Davey, is that, Uh, you yourself if this is a a matter of fraud um you are not liable for this Mm -hmm. so i mean even if somebody took out like a huge loan under your name and so forth and you claim it as not uh, being fraud and and so forth then you technically are not liable for it at all so don't worry about that um i would say the only time it really sucks is let's say like you're in the middle of like you want to buy it like get a car loan or like a um, a credit card or, uh, you know, buying a house and they see this on your credit report record, then that's the only part that it would suck. But I mean, again, if you're not planning to borrow any money, then yeah, it doesn't really matter to you. I mean, it is a hassle. It is a hassle for sure. But I mean, just remember like, you know, if you get creditors calling you saying, Oh, you owe me this, just tell them, you know, bug off (laughs) very much. Right. Another thing is, uh, set up, sign up for credit monitoring. So I know that with uh, with this breach, Equifax is offering free credit monitoring for. Was it for one year? I think it's one year. Yeah. Yeah, So it's kind of it's kind of it's not that much, but I mean they're providing you know um, credit monitoring for one year, but. The caveat is if you sign up with this credit monitoring through them, then you lose all rights to sue them, right? Is, yep. that, is that what's happening? Okay.
0: Individually. But I, I recall you can still be a part of the group um, lawsuits if
1: it gets to that point. Okay. But you can't
0: yourself go after
1: them. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you don't plan on suing them like yourself, then – uh, you, you can you know, go ahead and sign up because it's free. Uh, what, what I personally have uh, for the last few years is that um, I, you know, I have AAA mm-hmm. and I know probably a lot of our listeners have AAA. Yeah. And if you have, um, I think if you have like, it's like, how is it? The AAA plus. So it's not the lowest tier, but, but and not the highest tier, but it's like the middle tier. Mm. Um, you actually get free credit monitoring through AAA. Um, the only, cool. the, and with this cre- uh, credit monitoring, it actually only credit, uh, monitors, um, one of the three credit bureaus. And I, I got a lot of sl- uh, crap for this about not knowing the credit bureaus before. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, with AAA, if you get, if you have the free one, it's, um, it's only monitors the Experian, uh, credit bureau, not, uh, not the Equifax or the TransUnion. Right. Got it. So, um, but I mean, even though it only monitors one of them, uh, it you know, every time I've made a, um, you know, open a credit card or, uh, you know, even did anything that would affect my credit, I always receive an email through, you know, this triple a, uh, uh, Experian monitoring, uh, you know, resource. So it's not like I've ever had like open something up and then not receive an email. Right. So to me, I think this monitoring is pretty solid and I don't know if it's worth buying, you know, the extra you know premium for all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, the only thing is if you do credit monitoring and there is an issue that they find for you, um, they'll automatically open a case and they'll handle it for you. Oh, versus nice. For me, if this happened, then I have to do all the work myself. Understood. Yeah, so, I Understood. mean, that, that's really – I think that's really the, only, the main perk of um, buying the extra premium service, right? Got it. Um, now, there is another option that I think my wife does and I think I'm going to do too bec- uh, in light of um, this hack is that uh, – which is completely optional. Yep. And it's called uh, locking your social security number. So um, what you can do is you can go to each of your uh, social uh, credit bureaus and basically, you know, uh, pay $10 for uh, each bureau to lock your social security number. So that way, like whenever you need to open up a line of credit or do anything that involves your credit, you have to unlock it first and then, you know, do the action. So, um got it. Yeah, it's just you know, it's just a weight another layer of security. But it is a kind of a hassle, though. So, like for instance, if you want to open like a credit card or get a car loan, then you have to make sure you do this unlock process first, and then go forward. With do it. you know if the unlock process is a pain in the butt? I don't think it's a pain in the butt. I think it's just like one. Uh, it's just gotta remember. Got it. Because for instance, like, let's say even when you do your cell phone, right? Um, they, they do a credit check for you. I mean, you may be locked. You may, uh, you may totally forget about unlocking it before calling your, um, your, that cell phone company. But
0: sometimes it's worth the hassle of doing that extra step because for hackers, if I would imagine if identity thieves, they would say, well, this one's locked. I'm going to move on to the next one. Exactly. And that
1: protects you. So, right. don't, you know, so something to think about, Davey, yeah. if you uh I mean, are yeah, I think I think with my wife the reason why she did it was because the pediatrician that she had um you know, that uh, clinic got like robbed and uh. All a bunch of their files got stolen, and I mean, all that has social security numbers and all that too. So, I mean, I think going forward, I would be very wary about putting my social security number in any doctor's office because Mm, it's not like they have an armed guard or anybody outside, right? That's a good point. That's like a. I feel like it's easy pickings. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, cool. Uh,
0: Well, thanks for that, uh, for that email, Davey. I I know that uh, a lot of folks are probably worried about that across the country. So. Uh, thank you for that question. Uh, let's do one more, Van. I, n- I know we're hitting the thirty-minute mark here, but we have Andrew from Irvine, California. So we're back in our neighborhood area. Um, he writes, "I just got a new job, but my four one k is still with my previous employer. What actions, if any, should I should I be taking?" Love the podcast. Please keep it coming, Andrew. Okay, so you added the love. <laughs> I didn't right? add that. I didn't <laughs> add that. Um, that was, but that's very nice. Thank you, Andrew. Cool. Yeah, thanks, uh, Andrew. Van, kind of tied to the, a little bit, we got another 401k question, but I like this idea because people are always moving jobs now, I feel like. And you get people who started their 401k with another one job and then they move and then they're suddenly like, oh, did I lose it? You know, what happens to it? Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, to, to Andrew's question? Um,
1: well, first of all, do you lose it? You don't, right? Andrew, um, sorry (laughs) to say. You don't lose it. <laughs> no. Yeah, it goes or to Van. The, <laughs> it goes to yeah, it goes to Kevin and Van. But in any case, uh, this is actually a really good question because uh, I actually get asked this quite a bit, even yeah. you know, outside of the podcast. Mm, interesting. And okay. um, I mean, there, there. I mean, with with this, this, there's also several options. Uh, I mean, I'm going to also list three <laughs> options here. Yeah. I mean, again, to overcomplicate things, right? No. <laughs> yeah. So uh, option number one is um, to simply leave it alone. I mean, if yeah. you have a a good 401k plan from your previous employer. Then there's really no issue with just keeping it in there and just you know let it you know let it ride. Honestly, I mean uh, you could, I mean from there you can actually see the the effects of compound interest. You know take take shape, right? Because yeah. you, you have a really clear snapshot of when you left the job and you know years down the line you see how much it's grown, which is you know pretty cool experiment on its own, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think I mean that's that's one option, especially if you have a good um, you know four hundred one k that has low fees and so forth. Right now. The only problem I see with this is, let's say you have a, a crappy 401k plan. Um, you don't, you really don't want to keep it in there because a lot of those plans may have, like, for instance, when my dad had that, uh, job, his 401k plan was really bad and I would not recommend him keeping it in there because most of his fee of uh, funds have a, a ton of fees and they didn't have, they weren't as well diversified as, you know, the ones that I had and, um, yeah, there may be some administrative fees in your 401k that your previous employer uh, may impose because you don't no longer work there, right? Oh, so, so that's, that's something that I mean, it, it's kind of hard to find out what that fee is or if they have it. But I mean, in many cases, you can call them and yeah. find out if you have that fee. But I mean, those are some of the main cons with that. Yeah. So that's option one. Um, option number two, Andrew, is uh, you can roll it over, roll that roll over that 401k to a pre-tax traditional IRA. So. The main reason why you uh, want to do that is that, uh, I mean. I'm I, laughing because of what Van wrote here in yeah. the pros. <laughs> well, I, I just put the main oh, pros is that the world is really your oyster and you can invest in whatever, right? So I believe you said it a pre show as whatevs. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what, what that really means is that when you roll up to a traditional IRA, um, you have, you can pretty much invest in, in anything you want. Um, for instance, in your 401k, you have maybe, Maybe a couple of dozen funds to choose from, and then, but when you put it into a, a traditional, traditional IRA through another brokerage firm, um, you have you know pretty much the entire market at your disposal, or whatever that brokerage provides you. So it's something that you can you know really uh, select anything that you know, exactly the uh, the you know what's an asset allocation you want, and so forth. Right. Um, the only con I see with this is that. If you make, I don't know how much you make, Andrew, but if you make a lot of money and you no longer can uh, do like you know contribute to a, a Roth IRA, um, this does um, you're rolling it over to a traditional IRA does impact uh, you know doing a, what we call the backdoor Roth IRA method. So I don't know, do we should we explain what that is?
0: Kevin? Yeah, we can, but maybe keep it not too complicated because okay, so I,
1: I know the backdoor uh, Roth IRA can get kind of hairy, right? Sure. So I mean, I, just uh, the gist of it is that I know. Uh, People who make too much, uh, the Roth IRA is really designed for people who make a certain income level uh, to put in money right. uh, after tax, and then when they, you know, when you take it out, it's also you have no taxes with that as well, right? right? Um, but when people make more than an amount, they're not supposed to be able to do that to contribute to a Roth IRA. But there's a method called backdoor Roth IRA, um, that you can do that with regardless of where, what money that you make or what income you make. So I'm not going to go through how to do that, but I mean, trust me that there's a way to do that. Yeah. (laughs) And actually, basically, that's one of the the cons mm -hmm. though with doing it that way. But if you
0: guys have questions on that, I'm sure Mm -hmm. Van and I would be happy to answer those kind of off cast. It's just, it
1: gets a little, kind of down a rabbit hole that might be a little tough to get out of. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, there's something called, I think the math scientist has something called a mega backdoor Roth IRA. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, but I mean, again, um, uh, we should focus that on the Roth IRA episode, right?
0: (laughs) Is there a threshold just so that folks know if like, when, when you say really rich, are we talking like you're
1: making, you know, like, three six figures above i think, I think um, for like single if you're doing like single In um it was it single filing What how was uh, it Mar- just filing single yeah filing single yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> i think if you make like over like ninety one thousand, that's like your limit right when you start phasing out, or it, it, it might be phased out completely at Got that it. point and i think for married is like around 180 Got it. So keep right. those numbers in mind,
0: uh, guys. So if, yeah. if that is you and you want to know more about this, definitely
1: reach out to us and we'll help you out. Yep. And a third option for you, Andrew, is actually uh, – you can actually uh, – in many cases, you can roll over your previous 401k to your new 401k. And the main pro with that is you keep it all in one place. I mean you don't complicate things by having multiple accounts and so forth. And you know when you rebalance and all that, you just rebalance uh, and manage everything in one single account at one interface. Which is really nice. right? Yeah, it's pretty. Um, th- um, it makes it less complicated and so forth. Um, the only problem with that is, you know, what if your new employer has a crappy four hundred one k? Then you do you don't really want to do that. Yeah, yeah. or maybe the new employer doesn't even have a four hundred one
0: k. Exactly. Have to figure out something different. So, exactly. Uh, so hopefully those uh, those options that Van gave you gave you some pretty good options there, Andrew. Um, would you say there is a wrong answer necessarily? <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong necessarily, right? No, I mean, I think you just any have of, to be smart yeah. about which one makes sense
1: for Well, you. I mean, there's a wrong answer for your, your situation, right? I sure. mean, if you have um, a situation, if you have a certain goal and if, you, um, like, for instance, if he wants, if he makes, let's say Andrew makes like $300,000 a yeah, year, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and he wants to still contribute to a Roth IRA, um, then I wouldn't go with option number two. I see. Yeah, I wouldn't roll it over to a traditional IRA. That makes sense. Yeah. So it really depends on, you know, how he wants to do it. But if he's lazy, <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, clearly option number one is good. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Let
0: me see if there's... Are we do- so Van, Van I
1: uh I, I
0: want to throw this one in here because I thought it was pretty funny. Okay. Um th- this one didn't really even address us by name or give a salutation or anything. It just said, This is Casey from New York City, okay, New York. I, it's a he or she, I'm not sure, because again, they didn't really share. Yeah. He said, he or she says, What's the deal with you guys and the rock? And I feel like that's <laughs> that's worth uh spending some time on. I know this is a bonus question, but right. Van, do you want to walk us people to through why? people ask us about the rock i know we we tried it in the very beginning we haven't really brought the rock back but we we talk about it so often right.
1: every so often would you like to talk to us about who is the rock i mean he's uh clearly I mean, who the, doesn't know right but the, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment clearly. certainly in our minds absolutely yes, exactly absolutely. i mean he's yeah. not hasn't really been doing anything with the wrestling world these days but i mean he's still very impactful yes i mean people know him as a uh, dwayne johnson right that's right into rock johnson but
0: uh, Star Extraordinaire. Now I will,
1: I will forever know him as the, uh, forever know him
0: as the Rock. Absolutely. Yeah, and he is, you know, uh, People Magazine's sexiest man alive.
1: Yeah. In 2016, you know about that. 2017, that's 2018, right. 2018. Yeah. Doesn't yes. Matter. Doesn't so, matter what year.
0: That's right. And uh, Van and I grew up watching The Rock yeah. in his glory days. Van a little earlier than I am. I yeah. felt like you you saw the Brahma Brahma Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't even – it was called Rocky Maivia. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, was, see, I didn't was, even see those yeah. days. But the reason why we talk about The Rock is because The Rock is our idol. You know, the, <laughs> the way he goes about life, he crushes the competition, <laughs> right. right? And a lot of – you know how we talk about financial entertainment? We, we kind of took that from him, right? Well, about I mean, the, he definitely inspired us. inspired yeah. us to be um, really doing this podcast. So we, we try to use him as much as we can in our examples. Uh, Van did a very, very good impression of him. If you haven't heard it, go uh, to episode two, I believe. What? I think episode one. Or, well, episode or, one. Our pilot episode. Yeah. yeah. And, uh it's still pretty embarrassing, man. Not <laughs> embarrassing. That was pretty amazing. I still get chills when I hear that. Oh, really? Okay. Hey, Jabroni. Remember that? <laughs> jabroni. So, <laughs> any case, that is our deal, Casey, with us guys and The Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't seem like a fan of ours. <laughs> But I mean, actually, if, if they heard it, they must have heard some parts. So, yeah. Casey, if you're out there, please keep listening. Um, we promise we won't to do too many rock stuff. But uh, or, uh,
1: if you want more rock stuff, let us know. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, she, yeah, maybe they're really a big fan of the rock yeah. and they like I it think so. I think you're reading this with a different tone, man. Yeah, like, maybe, maybe. Just read it like, "Hey, what's the deal with you guys and the rock?" I mean, that's not a <laughs> <the> concept, right? <laughs> Versus, "Hey, ah, uh, well done." What's the deal with you guys? What's the deal with you guys in the rock? Yeah, you know, that's that yeah. sounds more negative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're right, man. I like that. Yeah. No, Casey, we like you. We like you. Keep asking about that. Um,
0: so that'll close out this uh, this week's mailbag. Uh, man, we still went to it's like almost 42 45 minutes. minutes. Yeah. So we're trying to keep it 30. We're getting better. Yeah. Uh, but if you have more questions, um, you know, we didn't have time to get to everything, but please email us at word about wealth at gmail.com. Yep. Uh we love love hearing your questions and
1: topics. Um, anything else, man? you want to add? Yeah, again, just please, um I mean, just go ahead and please share us and uh, rate yes. and review us because it does spread the word about wealth to, um, you know, anybody that is interested. And, uh, I mean, it's just something that, I mean, we really want to get to the, at least double digit and maybe triple digit in yes. the review. So, Absolutely. I mean, please, um, you know, continue to share this if you can.
0: Yep. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya.